Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the, I don't know, commiseration fest. It's October 6th. <clears throat> in uh, the appalling uh, year of 2020. And uh, it is a Tuesday, so my sister Susan will be uh, on board, I hope. Hello? Hello. Oh, yeah, okay, hello. (laughs) Hello. So what did you think of that? Just barely, by the way, I was reading again, and the last time I checked it was 8.57, or 9.57, your time, and then I was reading, and I went, oh, it's 9. (laughs) I know how that happens, but uh, so what did you think of the uh, Mussolini on the balcony bit? Uh, What did I think about that? I, you know... If I did, you're here's the thing. We are looking at that steroid. I mean, this he's he does feel me. great. Yeah, he does I know. Feel great. Sure. He's speeding along at a hundred miles an hour in his mind. He thinks he's on top of the world. He's also totally out of his mind on Dexa, whatever that stuff is, steroid, and should not be. The, the president. president of the United United States right now. He is totally manic and drugged. I agree. And very totally. sick, by the way. Very sick. I very so. sick. So that's what I'm thinking too. And um, anyone who's ever had a heavy duty uh, steroid uh, knows that you get extraordinary energy. You are just like bounce. Some people, you know, you can't sleep. You're bouncing off the walls. It's um, I find it horrific. horrific. But you are not in your right mind. There's no doubt about that. And um, I'm trying to think if I know any person who would, knowing they have this very dangerous, deadly, communicable disease, would go to their home. And that is filled with all kinds of people who are not yet sick and spread the disease more to them. What human being do you know who would do that? Uh, Donald Trump. That, yeah, you know, and that's and, it. And, uh, and about, no, and about 90% of the Republicans, because you've got Roger Wicker, who is the uh, Republican chair of the Transportation Committee, photographed on a Delta flight. Being having to be reminded twice to put his mask yeah, on. Yeah, I see that. You have Bill Barr uh, going back to um, work. Refusing to quarantine because right. he tested negative. Right. These, these that guys are mean so idiots. What? How stupid are they? I mean, they need to be tested, you know, sort of daily for, or at least tested two weeks out before they go back. The oh, fact that man. you aren't positive three days, four days, five days, six days means nothing, <laughs> idiot. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, I'm... Cover, cover your phone. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's, um, yeah, I'm, I... The whole thing. I mean, when, you know, back with, you know, go back to when he's at Walter Reed and he he endangers that, that, that car that they drive in is, um, 
Anna is is hermetically sealed. That's not a an exaggeration. That's a description. It is hermetically sealed. So if chemicals, if if there's a chemical attack, the president and the people inside are safe. But that said, the people inside with the president in a hermetically sealed compartment are breathing nonstop COVID. And I don't care if he's got a little paper mask on. Mm -hmm. If they aren't in hazmat suits, he's doing his best to kill them. And and really, here's what here's what I think about the whole thing. And I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. There is a word that we have in our language for intentionally doing bodily harm to others. It is called assault. And it is punishable by going to prison. If the president knowingly goes around spewing his infected germs on people, he is quite literally assaulting them. Our Department of Justice under William Barr said that he was going to find any people that were willfully infecting others guilty of domestic terrorism. We have people in jail for AIDS, for spreading AIDS. You know, this is criminal. Let's put it, we'll call it what it yeah. is. He is well, why is it? People what is it that he criminal. does? Yeah, well, everything a, is criminal. Yeah, right. So uh, Ed just sent me this from, a, from, an ER, from, an e, from an ER doctor in regard to what these medications that he's on. Um, they can cause uh, psychosis. It can cause delirium. It can cause mania. Um, it is certainly concerning to see some of his actions today in the wake of this potentially deadly diagnosis. And in fact, so doctors looking at his behavior, of course, his behavior would be like this even if he weren't on steroids the steroids are allowing him to physically pull off his little the show steroids are making him feel physically capable of doing right. what his stupid right. head would tell him to do anyway okay well uh, here's a here's yeah. a bigger issue i i guess i had on cnn uh as they breathlessly awaited his uh his entrance uh his actually not his entrance his leaving of uh walter reed and uh, and of course, every network was doing the same thing, all focused on these golden doors that he would emerge from, and all because the White House had sent all these broadcast and and cable networks. The president will be leaving at six thirty. Apparently, they were busy filming inside Walter Reed up until the time. He's like a documenting. He, God knows what else he was doing. Well, he was standing in front of a stack of empty papers, signing well, his name. No, no, no. Was, this was no. This was before he walked I mean, out the doors yesterday. That's the yeah. kind of thing that he was doing. Yeah. Phone, well, phony. Who, I'm working shots. Well, he was busy spreading the virus around in the hospital. Then he emerges. What was interesting is I think right before he came out, whoever I was watching, somebody was saying a guest, not a, somebody who worked on that, uh, was saying, you know, we have to um, figure out a way to not be jumping when he says jump, to not, you know, give him the, you know, the stage all the time and, and blah, blah, blah. And then Wolf Blitzer interrupts this person. Wait, wait, sorry. Uh, we've got uh, the president is now coming out 
of the doors. And, and there it was in a nutshell. And I don't know what the hell we are going to do with a, a, a media that is so dependent on watching the shit show that he produces. And to stop and think, I mean, he couldn't do what he's doing without CNN and MSNBC and ABC and, C- and, and, and CBS. They all, they all were the vehicles for him to pull off his little Mussolini uh, routine yesterday. Um, why? At what point do they see how much a part they are of spreading this dangerous, dangerous, fascistic presidency? I mean, at what point do you stop saying, well, it's the president, we have to cover him, and um, they, they don't know. They can't figure it out. And also, not a one of them would ever forego all the eyeballs that were attracted, like mine were, to seeing the latest episode of the end of American democracy, starring Donald Trump. Right. Right. Well, how I don't know how well, I, I saw- you know because they still haven't figured out how how to, how to draw the line between covering a presidential you know a, a president who acting appropriately versus a president that you know doesn't. Well, you know I don't. I mean, they, they keep trying to act like everything's normal, and nothing's normal. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know some I, doctor and someone just sent me this some doctor uh uh was looking at the videos of of him um and she could see that he is still really struggling to breathe that there are she can see there are not just his diaphragm working, but there's muscles in his neck that she sees uh, like taking on some of the what happens when somebody is not able to breathe normally. This guy's sick. Yeah, of course he's sick. Listen, here's what you know. If they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him to treat him, there are several things happening. Yeah. yeah. One, he's demanding all of these He's, That's he's, right. he's he's demanding them, so he's right. he's directing his own treatment, which is the kiss of death. Okay, <laughs> he's being overtreated because nobody gets all of these things. Nobody he ever has. Them, he gets them very early at times right. when other patients did not get them. In a pro- now the only either those doctors are actually trying to kill him, or he is sick enough that they're willing to try it. Well, there's a third possibility. There's a third possibility. They're kowtowing to him. Well, of course they are, but that means that they're willing to kill him. Right? It's, yes, Mr. President. It's not, I'm your doctor. No one's pulling rank on him. That's a subset of number one. The subset of number one is that, and this happens, you know, I mean, this happens to people. And honestly, I've seen it happen to myself. Have you ever noticed that if you go into the doctor and you tell them what you think they you have, 
they agree with you. They don't necessarily correct you or diagnose you. Well, maybe you were right. Probably. What do you mean? They were, well, well, no, sometimes you're wrong. You know, you should actually keep your mouth shut, listen to the doctor first, and then say, could it also maybe be this second? But So, I mean, I think this happens to regular people, but rich, powerful people, rich, powerful people that's tend, right. tend to get not-so-good care. Well, that's right. I was told that years ago. Um, and there, it's, there's something actually called a VIP syndrome where the people, um, you know, the docs and the nurses that are treating a celebrity – are so freaked that they're treating a celebrity that they're not really focused on the care that they would give any patient. And so those people end up actually not getting as good a care. And also, if they're perceived as very powerful, yeah, they end up directing their own care. It's like, you know, somebody who represents themselves in court has an idiot for a lawyer. Well, the same is true here. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So when I heard that he had already had that immunotherapy thing in the White House, to me, Mm -hmm. that was Trump ordering his own care. Yeah. Um, I I, I totally agree. Yeah, totally. totally. That, That didn't come out of a doctor. That came out of him, and it came out of him because he was panicking. I mean, you could just see what was happening in there. And, and, and I, I do think this is all totally, you know, the way his head works. He knows how scary this thing is. His reaction is the reaction of someone so terrified of this that they completely deny it. This is denial, folks. That's what you're looking at. And, and then when he can't deny it anymore because I can't breathe, then he panics because the knowledge he's already got comes up. You know, and the second they make him feel bad, he he just snaps back to the denial phase. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're reading that right. And his uh, tweet, this t- unbelievable tweet before he left, I, I, I saw it, and the, the one about, you know, hey, don't be afraid of this. Don't, don't let afraid. COVID dominate. Don't let it dominate your life. Well, he also said, I feel like a 20-year-old. No, I better than I have in 20 years. But we know. So that's the steroid. That's the steroid talking. And, and, you know, and it's so disgusting for him to say that. As, As, well, I thought Trevor Noah said it really well. He says, yeah, yeah, that's right, America. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Because as long as you can take your private helicopter from your home hospital to an even better hospital, you'll be fine. Oh, and by the way, to the 200,000-plus Americans who got COVID and uh, don't feel better than they did 20 years ago, well, I guess that's on them. Yep. How offensive. Weaklings. Yeah, just totally How offensive is that? Oh, my God. And... I Bad think to get, go, yeah, go ahead. The White House has decided that it will not trace, do contact tracing for the for the guests and staff members uh, who were at that Rose Garden thing. Why for, should they? I, they all know how sick they are. Yeah, but no, they don't know. So it, it, they also refused. Listen to this: cut the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention out of the loop. Which has, and that's the group that is has the most right. uh, ability to. So, so um, that means that any of the people there 
either guests or poor folks who work at the White House, can have gone on to transmit the virus, they might not have it. You know, this is where you get, you know. No, they, no, no, they may be, don't, sh- they may be asymptomatic. That that's right. Different. So, so that's right. So, the, but they're spreading, spreading it. And, and, and so not to investigate this known uh, cluster of infection and to pinpoint the source, it will potentially have devastating consequences for hundreds and hundreds of human beings who were never even there. Some some New York Times reporter who has now tested positive, White House reporter, um, uh, his wife just was turned positive. So here again, coming out from this White House, this, this infestation, you know, I've, he has these Republicans and Trump Trump people have literally infested the people's house for the last four years, and now it's it's in reality. By the way, there was a report that two of the housekeeping staff of the White House have tested positive. Yeah. Now those are people who might live with um, you know family. They aren't being airlifted to uh, Walter Reed. No. They're going home like we all, all the rest of us have to do. They might and not have health insurance. They might Just not have health they insurance. Work they at the might, White House doesn't mean they, they might have not health be insurance. able to isolate in their small apartment from other family members. And that this guy is, it is, it is so beyond me. How well, you anyone know, don't with think a the people don't think the people at the White House don't feel exactly this way, and that we aren't hearing, you know, it beginning to seep out of the uh, windows and doors of the. I mean, we know how angry the Secret Service yeah. is. Mm-hmm. We know that. We we you know, and if you don't think the people that are required to to work around people that cl- clearly. Don't give, excuse the expression, two shits about whether they live or die. You know, honestly, I don't know. It's like it's like being rude to your waitstaff in a restaurant back in the old days when we went to such places. And there was common wisdom that you weren't rude to the people who were preparing your food <laughs> because God knows what you what were eating doing when it, it came yeah. back out. Yeah. Well, which is... Yeah, not what, really the reason. What do you think these people are – how do you think the people that are taking care of these people feel about them, I ask you? Yeah. Barbara sends me this about media, you know, kowtowing to uh, deliver the daily episodes, uh, the five times daily episodes of the, you know, ongoing Trump drama. Um she sends me this. That's what media's normalizing of Trump has been so dangerous. Day by day, month by month, his extreme tendencies became the norm to the point where journalists and news outlets barely bothered to document White House sins, crimes that, that would have been presented as administration defining scandals in years past. Well, right. This is exactly what's happened over the last four years. Wasting nearly all of Trump's first term, hiding behind claims that he was merely spreading inaccuracies. 
or he was misinformed. The press has allowed Trump's pathology to become the norm. Um, You know, there was an interesting thing uh, that I also heard on CNN, and it sort of blew me away. And then uh, then it was weird because uh, Bob Woodward was brought on, and he had had the same reaction that I did to uh, to Gergen. Why am I blanking on his first name? Um, I just really love Gergen, who served in the Reagan White House. Mm-hmm. He came in and helped Clinton at one point in his White mm-hmm. House. And um, he's just this steady, old, traditional uh, statesman type guy. And he said, and I was so, because he never, he said that he wakes up in the morning, I think is what he said, whatever, but he said, and I, and I think we, he called Trump a madman. That's what freaked me out. He says, we're being, the president of the United States is a madman. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, thought, what? David Gergen. David Gergen. David Gergen just called Trump a madman? That is unbelievable because he doesn't engage in that kind of over the top. And and sure enough, Woodward comes on and he was asked some question. He said, no, first I want to say that hearing David Gergen <laughs> call Trump a madman was, you know, he his mind was blown too. So if there's this growing, growing, growing number of people who are now saying things they would never say, Woodward, by the way, was calling out this, the uh, Republicans, the Senate. He's saying the only people who can stop this now, and it must be stopped now, that we can't wait till January 20th. We can't wait that this man is a clear and present danger to our country and that there is not one honorable Republican of yes, stature. That's what we know. That's what we know. There is not one honorable Republican. And I want to say that we have been saying this for three and three quarters years now. There we keep we keep marveling. There is not one on. You know, okay, so let's just say it. There is not one honorable Republican senator serving right now. Not one. And the country should remember it and remember it well. There are fifty men there, fifty men and women there that would sell this country out cold to save their own tushes. Not one honorable Republican, period, fact, period. And I just want to clarify that although there have been some who um, have later Our brother come is out, yelling Murkowski. They, our brother is yelling, yeah, there's one nah, Murkowski. You know, okay, fine. Okay, yeah, okay. Murkowski maybe will give her we'll – give, but she hasn't still – whatever. There, they only start to speak the – truth or speak their revulsion after they've left. And so there's a lot of former, former Republican congressmen, former Republican senators. Not yeah, because they aren't protecting not. their tushes anymore. 
And Murkowski, correct, but Murkowski comes from Alaska. It's a very, it's a very strange place. Right, right. And and their Republicans are different than the rest. They're they're protected by the cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So which means they're about to thaw a little bit. Not good, but you know, yeah. I I it's I I think we need to stop being surprised and start acting on it. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, we, um, <laughs> the uh, the New York uh, Times did one of those things they do where they go to a purpley kind of area. In this case, they went to Erie, Pennsylvania, just north of here, and um, which Trump narrowly won. Uh, the city, and that city always goes Democrat, but he narrowly took it, I guess. And they're talking to people there. And God Almighty, you know, the quotes, uh, I just want to read one to you. Mark Schumacher, 67, a retired corrections officer and minor league umpire who has a yard full of Trump decor, says this, I got all the ammo I can handle. I don't know that he, – then he goes on to say he doesn't know if he has enough to face down the surge of a thousand rioters that he think will show up after the election if there's a contested election. So make no mistake, the other side is armed to the teeth and oh, expecting yeah. – and, and he says this too. We are absolutely terrified – should Biden win? Now, I'm terrified, too. The fact that we have terrified people on both sides, albeit terrified, armed-to-the-teeth people on one side, suggests that being afraid is a reasonable a reasonable thing. They then go on, this article goes on, to find this other guy in um, Erie who's uh, lived there since fleeing another country that was enmeshed in civil war, Sudan. He ran from Sudan 23 years ago. He, uh, he's 50 years old now. He's a citizen of the United States. And he's scared. For the first time since coming here, he says, quote, I can tell anyone who will listen. I don't know if my heart can take four more years. And he said he somebody called him a racial slur the other day and told him to get out of the country. And he said that had never happened to him in all his years that he has lived in America. He's worried now that they'll take his citizenship away. And he says this, it basically reminds me of where I came from. And he says, if it gets worse, I may have no choice but to pack up and leave again. When you, when you see this reaction from people who have lived in countries that have fallen into chaos and civil war and they and 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 also people who have seen uh, you know fascists come to power and 
if you don't listen to them right now, and they're all screaming, my God, my God, guys, this is getting increasingly terrifying. I don't know what we do with all these fascists, even if Biden wins and somehow manages to um, – I don't know. What are we going to do? There's with a these lot. People? I mean, a, a, a third of our country is fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And white well, what do you do? Fascist. Also, an interesting thing. Um, I saw an article about how you know, again, the the constant chaos. Um, we nobody's talking about that blockbuster New York Times reveal of Trump's tax returns and the fact that he is in debt to the tune of four hundred plus million dollars. Right. But we do know now why Melania hasn't left him. Right. Because she would be a third not of nothing it. is nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, who knows? She is vile. Beyond all belief. She is vile. Never was a couple more suited. I know. I think it's a love match if you want to know the truth. God. So uh, the reality is, is people um, in the government at lower levels who have been in debt, and they did a number of profiles of people, some making as little as 80,000 a year in some capacity but have worked as a bureaucrat in the government for you know 40 40 years and it is discovered that they owe a lot of money they lose their security clearance they often That's lose right. their jobs people who are blackmailable because yes, they can see, yes people who owe they can be bought well, but the thing is, this guy already has been bought because the odds are he owes this money to a lot of Russians, to a lot of oligarchs. Why else has he been essentially doing Putin's job for him? Still well, is. Of course. Yeah. Well, so, of course. So right in front of our eyes, all of this is happening, and we sit here. Powerless. How is that possible? How is it possible? Well, and I just want to say this. If we take the Senate, I don't want Chuck Schumer as a Senate. He, he, he's weak. I don't want him. Well, let's get to the point where we can argue about it. Okay, here's something else. As you know, the Supreme Court is back in session. Do you know what one of the things they did yesterday was? The Supreme Court sided with the Republicans in power in South Carolina. Requiring a witness. Mm -hmm. Requiring that if you have a ballot, a mail-in ballot, that it must be witnessed by a second party. Can I just say something? Wisconsin has that requirement. Well, sure, because um, it's it, another state that's in the thrall of the Republicans. No, but I mean, so when Mother voted, I just signed it. You know, yeah, it what got, if you oh, live alone? 
Well, what if you're an old you, person who lives alone? You call a neighbor. I mean, you right, know, it's yeah. COVID time. I mean, and, I understand. And, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just saying that it's not as as awful as requiring a notary, which is what they used to require. Well, it's still awful enough because voter suppression is what they do. I agree. Is what they're after. And in case you didn't notice, yesterday in another case where they brushed back a, an appeal from that vile human being, do you remember Kim Davis, the county clerk in Kentucky, who became mm-hmm. a hero to the right wing because she would not issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples? Um, her case, this conservative court actually said, you know, even we can't figure out a way to uh, overturn this babe. So they sent her packing. But in sending her packing, guys, uh, Clarence Thomas and Alito, too, put out a statement and essentially told the rest of the court, we have to go back and redo that Obergfell decision, which is the 5-4 decision which gave gay people the right to marry. And here is some of what Clarence Thomas wrote yesterday. Due to Obergfell, those with sincerely held religious beliefs concerning marriage will find it increasingly difficult to participate in society. Obergfell enables courts and governments to brand religious adherents who believe that marriage is between one man and one woman as bigots, making their religious liberty concerns that much easier to dismiss. In other words, Obergfell was read to suggest that being a public official with traditional Christian values was legally tantamount to invidious discrimination toward homosexuals. That case, the only reason that gays can marry in this country, was decided 5-4. Two of those five are now gone. Kennedy, the son of a bitch, because he retired, and Ginsburg, because she died. The ones who voted, well, excuse me. They're all there, (laughs) and there's more besides and another coming. But what I'm going to say is that this points out the need to have these issues settled by legislation rather than by court fiat, because it's always then subject to a different court undeciding the fate of people. The legislature that needs to be Democrat on both sides in order to get this done with the president needs to pass legislation that protects a woman and her autonomy in her, as regards her body and her choices, that protects people in their decisions about whom they marry and how they want to live and takes government out of that. That's legislation. That yeah, passed. but legislation, Susan, can be, can be challenged and brought to 
even if they lose and they lose and they lose, if they manage to get this up to the Supreme Court for the next 30 years, that legislation will be said to be unconstitutional. Not necessarily. You can't, don't, don't bat it down like that. It actually has to be unconstitutional. Oh, by their reckoning. Well, you can, I mean, you can only tie the, yourself the, into so many pretzels. I'm Thomas gonna, I'm Alito, gonna, Thomas Alito Gorsuch. I'm going to three right I'm gonna there. Argue, Lynn, I'm going to argue that I really feel that Congress has booted our welfare over to the Supreme Court over and over and over again, rather than stand up for us as constituents and representing us through legislation, which is a far safer way to do it, as we are witnessing now. Yes. Congress I mean, also honestly, has totally know, abdicated its responsibilities to the executive branch as well. The Congress is as, is as absolutely empty a vessel as it has ever been in the history of this country. Well, we need, to, we, we need a Congress. We need a Congress. The Republicans, Mitch McConnell, have destroyed the Senate. It's It's unbelievable. I'm sorry, but I, I, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying we have choices here, folks. We can despair and say that no matter what happens, we're doomed. Or, um, you know, we can continue fighting. I would suggest that we use poor Ruth Bader Ginsburg and not give up within 30 seconds of her death, but continue to fight for him. No, we're not giving up, but I can despair I can still fight and despair. No, no, don't, no. Despair is, despair is wasted energy. Yeah, well, I can't help it. Despair seems like the thing to do. I think we have a caller. Uh, caller, go ahead, please. Hello, Lynn. Hello, Susan. I hey. say good morrow, but I don't know if there's been one mm-hmm. <laughs> since uh, – since the orange stain, the reeking orange stain that spread across the United States nearly four years ago. Um, yeah, I, I actually attempted to call in yesterday, Lynn, because I was uh, equally incensed about the uh, White House physician who – or excuse me, the Walter well, Reed physician who – The spin doctor. Who, you know, yeah, the, who, came, who came on to spout – Non sequiturs, gibberish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gibberish, gibberish. You know that he had that he had to uh, sound upbeat because if he said anything negative about the president's condition, it would affect the course of the illness. Yes, and the reason and why that was hysterical. Here, I think. Wait, wait, I have the absolute quote again. I I kept this for my, you know. For a historical document, here is exactly what this idiot doctor said. Exactly. I didn't want to give any information that might steer the course of illness in another direction. Right. Heaven forbid yeah. you should say the patient, tell the patient right, he's because, sick. Right, because you know, if, if he said anything negative about the president's condition, the virus – would take it as encouraging. The, vir- the virus yeah. would see it as a sign. Yeah, of he's saying that if he talks, the virus will somehow change its behavior. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I attribute this to, on some part to the fact that the doctor was under incredible professional 
pressure because should Donald Trump, heaven forfend, God spare us, be reelected, and you know the doctor had been perceived as making the president appear weak, then his career at Walter Reed would be effectively over. But then I thought, you know, I, I stepped back and just I was still feeling this anger about it because this administration, these individuals, you know, aside from the fact that they're toxic, they they infect and just make everything as rank and vile as they are, as dishonest mm-hmm. as they are. They're the they're the uh, they have the uh, audacity to tell ridiculous lies, spout nonsense, say utterly transparent lies that they know that the people they're speaking to realize are lies, and it's just so condescending. It's so offensive. Well, that's it's, what. Yeah, it's a, I, but it's you know what? Play of power. Right. A display of power. We're going to lie to you. We're right to your face. We know you know we're lying. Our lies don't even have to make any damn sense. We can talk utter gibberish to you, and you have to sit there and take it, and you can't do a damn thing. Hmm. Yeah. It's disgusting. No, it's really it's, – it is. It's, of course, and it's difficult not to despair. Hey, I thank you. <laughs> thank you for the call. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great call. Very uplifting. Great call. Yes. Okay. Anyone who wants to hear, you know, I tell you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Father Father Joseph has uh, has uh, written. Now he's often, you know, a calm voice. Uh, retired uh, brass Air Force. Well, don't read it if 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 he is also suicidal. Well, I don't know. So I'm gonna day. listen. I'm. <laughs> Why, why won't I? Why won't I? I can't get it to move up. God, God will. <laughs> well, dang it! Hang you're, on. You're frozen. You're frozen. Just reload it. It's it's like it's loading. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang on. Um, and oh, by the way, um, I didn't. I didn't take my ballot uh, down to uh, to uh, downtown to the um, election division yesterday because I do there is a ballot drop off that'll be held uh, this weekend in Homewood closer to my my house so I'll just drop it there. It'll okay, be, just double check that your signature is exactly as it appears not to on worry. the voter registration. Okay, I know I did it. Here we go. Uh, Father Joseph says, what is happening to the GOP reminds me of the book, Let History Judge, by, good God, by Roy Alexandrovich Medvedev, who is a Russian political writer. Trump couldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) And is also the author of The Dissident History of Stalinism. Okay. Well, geez, Father Joseph, you, uh, you're you much better read than I, I'll tell you that. Anyway, Father Joseph goes on. One of the points this guy makes in the book is that fear of, rep- of reprisal was so thick in the air that members of the Communist Party did Stalin's bidding out of fear and would even stoop to offering up those suspected of being disloyal. 
Khrushchev described this in one of his post-Stalin speeches to the Duma. Someone shouted out during the speech, and where were you when all this was happening? And Khrushchev shot back, who said that? A deafening silence followed, to which Khrushchev said, that's where I was. Wow. And Father Joseph says that silence is where the GOP is today. They are literally hiding in fear. Well, and, and in so doing, selling out the country that they took an oath to protect and defend. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Um, Beth writes, isn't it funny that Clarence Thomas is citing people's religious beliefs to discriminate against my marriage to my wife? His arguments are the same that were made in the 50s and 60s to keep the races separate in marriage. He would have been kept from marrying his white lobbyist wife. She's absolutely right. Furthermore, what a way to clog the courts with what, what, vacating all of our marriages? To hear a Supreme Court justice making this statement made my wife and I most concerned and hope the Chief Justice sanctions him for these comments. He's not going to sanction them. Uh, he voted with them against Obergfell, Roberts. And Roberts is about to be outnumbered. If he was to be in any way a, a ameliorating, a moderating, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, he ain't going to matter. if they push this Comey through. Coney, whatever the frick, Coney Barrett through. Unbelievable. If there is a God, about five or six more Republican senators will fall ill. Keel over. Yeah. And here's somebody else saying that two of Trump's spiritual advisors who were at the White House have now come down with the virus. John I mean, Hague from both, Texas. I mean, yeah. yeah. Both have large congregations. Oh, God. That will never, this will never end. I mean, I really, I you know, it's not, I don't really wish ill on anyone but on the other hand you you reap what you sow and if if you're and if what you're reaping not only sows ill you know ill luck for you but everyone around you i begin to get a little irritated it's incredible I mean, and it's I, honestly, it's a really stupid strategy to try and kill your base, but I'm sort of hoping it works because that's one solution to what we do with all of these armed people. God Almighty! But they'll take so many of us with them. I know. Stay in. They're that, taking. They're taking good. Uh, you know, think of all the people in the hospital, the 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 nurses, the docs that they should have to risk I know. their lives to deal with these idiots. These when I I speak to my friends who, as you know, uh, are people that uh, run um, a a hospital and work in a large hospital, they're sputtering. They're furious. 
they're exhausted, they're frightened, and and they don't got a choice. No. But, you know, think of that. They agreed to be in that profession. Think of, like, all these people at the White House who work there. Uh, yeah. The, the cooks, the cleaners. The, this isn't the, what they, they signed they up didn't, for. Yeah, they didn't sign up to give their lives. That White no, House. Nor did the Secret Service sign up to protect a man who was going to refuse to take even the least, you know, measures to protect them in return. I mean, h- how is that even possible? That he has so little regard for the people who are sworn to protect Dude, him with their you know lives. damn well he has no regard for anybody. But no, he, I know, I know. But I, we know this. I want to know how anybody could vote for such. I don't know. A, a a defective human being. That guy's just defective. He really is. He's an empty, soulless madman. Frightening. And, you know, he should have been plucked off the assembly line and put in the redo box a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the other thing that um, this shows. Um, And it's something that I saw in my career in broadcasting. When I started in TV news way back in the 70s, um, it was a different kind of a thing. We covered the news. It was not the news was not a big money generator back then. Uh, little by little, they figured out how to make it more of a generator. And the way it clearly happened was to make the news more entertaining, to make it um you know, so that it would draw more people. This is when you start, they let women on and the women have to be pretty. And uh, and certain things are done that start creating this sort of blur between news and entertainment. And man, when cable came in, it went off the reservation. So that news, a news show was just another form of entertainment. And Americans lived with this for generations and generations and became um, consumers of this constant entertainment. And the difference between a serious news show and uh, a Sean Hannity kind of show is lost on them. It's all sort of the same. And, And because of this blurring and because of entertainment being the number one value that we should be entertained, we can't be bored. It's sound bites got shorter and shorter and shorter. Our attention span got shorter and shorter and shorter. And we wanted this constant, constant entertainment. Hence, you get something like the shows we see at night, these reality shows. This is what saved, we've learned from the New York Times, it's what saved Donald Trump from total bankruptcy, The Apprentice. Right. He was going down. And then he became the star of a highly rated reality show in which he played a successful businessman, which he was not. Which he was not. But the playing of the successful businessman saved him. 
to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars and pushed him into the public view as the successful businessman. And the idiots, I'm sorry, the people who have no media wisdom at all, saw him and took him as a real person, not as this character he was playing. And that celebrity and that branding from The Apprentice allowed him to win the presidency. And we now have, the only thing he knows how to do is do what he's doing. And he's playing this to the he's end. He's playing the character of a president. Yes. But he, does, he doesn't actually know how to do it. Well, but he has the power of it. And the, there's people around him, like a Mitch McConnell, who knows that he's a useful idiot. Or Vladimir Putin, who loves that he's this useful idiot. Because while he's only interested in the attention, the constant adulation and attention it gets him, they, and many like them, are busy using that power to pack the Supreme Court for the rest of my life, certainly, and even for somebody who's 40 years old, for the rest of their lives, to destroy all regulations, to protect our environment, to protect workers. I mean, they are, it is absolutely frightening, but this is a direct result of the fact that we, beca we became a totally shallow entertainment culture. And many of us, millions of us, have no ability to discern what is real and what is fiction anymore. That is my view of what has happened, and I feel like I was in the middle seeing it happen. I mean, I have little stories about as I stayed in broadcasting longer, how it became clear that we were dumbing down the audience. So we could keep them. You don't want to bore them with somebody talking about the budget. Maybe they should know about the budget, but let's give them, you know, eye candy. Let's let's cover the Kardashians. Let's do this, that, and the other thing. It, I mean, I saw it in real time, and and we wonder why we have uh, easily thirty plus percent of this country who are so easily led like sheep to their own slaughter. Okay, are you despairing yet, Suze? Um, you're getting me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, yes, everything's been broken. And, uh, and, and in an amazingly short amount of time, everything's been broken. Well, because we, it's, yeah. it seems like a short time, Suze, but it's because for the last 40 years or so, oh, they've we've been, been working for this very we've carefully. We've been cracking uh, the foundations. And, but, I, and not I, only I that, the Republicans have been playing a very long, long game. game. They always have. Um, and this is where they wanted to go. Well, listen. Capitalism is complicit in this as well, 
because in the same period of time, we went from a, a semi-benign form of capitalism to that was unfettered. playing out in the 50s and 60s to this rapacious, greed yeah, totally is good. Unfettered. Yeah, greed Remember is when good capitalism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. created this, you know, everything. The, that's when the government was turned over to the rich totally. And and this chasm between uh, the rich and the rest of humanity grew and grew. And I don't know. Uh, we are one sick puppy of a country and a culture. And I have to tell you, the rest of the world looking at us is terrified. Yes. Terrified. Here's somebody from uh, Belarus, 29-year-old. It reminds me of Belarus when a person, you know, might not admit defeat and looks for any means to prove that he could not lose. Uh, this would be a warning sign for any democracy <laughs> These are people who live in these yeah. hell holes are saying, guys, look what's happening to you. Um, well, we see it. We've just got to get enough of us out there to vote to stop – to at least you know, stop as much of this part as we can so we can start figuring out what the hell to do next. I mean rebuild, obviously. But how do you get all of those people that have been forced out of government? How do you get all of that institutional memory, uh, expertise, loyalty to the concept of government? I mean, do you think, you know, the Vindeman brothers would come back? That's a loss. You know, well, they and, might. They might come back. Be nice. You know, how, if, about, how about that captain of the boat who tried to yeah. save his soldiers? His Sailors. Sailors. <laughs> Maureen Dowd writes, I got this from Barbara, when Trump walked through the doors, Walter Reed had a stellar reputation. As he walked out 72 hours later, that reputation is in tatters. There is you know, nothing. I thought that when, that when that doctor first appeared, and and was asked like in one of the first briefings was asked about the you know the comorbidities that Trump has and he called he said well and he's a little you know he's he's a, a little, little overweight. overweight and I thought that's the only person that hasn't said obese you know because everybody else has been having a laugh riot saying obese you know the president is obese and 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 they aren't they aren't saying anything mean they're just stating a fact. Uh, you know, but no, this guy, he's a little overweight. And I said, well, that tells me everything I need to know. We aren't going to get any truth out of him. No, that was quite clear. There was no truth to be had. So yeah. it's just another example of literally every institution and every human being who comes into Trump's orbit is destroyed by it or harmed terribly. It's reputation ruined. Let's check off another, uh, Walter Reed. It really is something. This guy is so unbelievable destructive. And yeah. the people can look at this doughy, repulsive person and him, what, you know, 
I wonder if he practiced in front of the mirror, the, you know, pulling his mask off as he stands, you know, between the American flags and then gives a thumbs up and has his face that that face he thinks of thinks is uh, a tough guy face. You know? Yeah, and well, then he, and it's uh, always so funny when he puts us, yes, I, leader of the free world <laughs> face. You know, and I'm just going, you just look like a fat orange idiot with stupid hair. Well, $70,000 for that hair. I just, you know. All right. Well, yeah. Sue's. Yeah. <laughs> our brother's down yelling at our mother. I'm not sure whether that's a conversation or what. <laughs> well, why don't you go check? Because we are actually out of time. And tell him to stop yelling at no, mom. I think, he's just, I think he's just trying to make himself heard. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Snows. God almighty. Hang in. Okay. Okay. You too. Oh, God. Sharon writes, I'm not sure if I use my middle initial on my registration. Will my balance count if I don't? You know what, Sharon? Don't worry about it. I think it will. My God. My God. I have never seen so many people so terrified and so unsure that their votes will count. I don't, you know, Sharon, I don't know. Call the elections office or and and ask, but you know what's done is done. If you sent it in, dear God in heaven. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why you guys. I mean, I, again, if I I don't know why you would want to listen to this litany of of horror, but uh, we have to keep our eyes open. We really do. Jesus Christ, God help us. And I wish I believed that was even possible. Okie doke. Hey, the sun's out. Looks like a pretty day out there. Suck it up. Seriously. I mean, I didn't mean so. Suck it in. (laughs) And suck it up, too. It's a similar locution to Proud Boys. Stand back. Stand back. Ready? Is that what he said? Okay. I'm definitely babbling. All right, guys. Love you. Talk at you tomorrow. Ryan Dito joining us for a bit tomorrow as well. Okay. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.